are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is happening and welcome to the Locked on Pistons podcast, your episode for Friday, February the 26th, and this is March, a nice day of college basketball in the great state of Michigan. This is your boy Matt Shook, the host of the Locked on Pistons podcast, a sports writer here in Detroit City covering sports gambling for PlayMichigan.com, a Pistons fan and follower my whole life, just like you guys and a sports newspaper reporter for over a decade as well. And I'm Brother Brian, and I am not a role model. Thanks for listening. Thanks for spreading the word about the Locked on Pistons podcast. Today we're going to explore the mind of Brother Brian, who's going <laughs> to let us know what Top Shot is. He's going to explain blockchain for us. He's much smarter than I am, and I'm looking forward to getting a little bit of lesson about it. Uh, we're also, of course, going to talk Pistons basketball back at home at Little Caesars Arena this weekend for a game tonight against the Sacramento Kings and the New York Knicks, a familiar foe, familiar friend playing point guard for them in Derrick Rose, also a Lone Star State showdown a little bit later on as brother Brian's going to tell us which college game to watch as we're recording this after Michigan State's second top five victory in a few days. And oh, by the way, Michigan also got a top 10 victory today as well. Exciting times for basketball fans here in the great state of Michigan. But give me a follow on Twitter at Matt underscore Shook, S-C-H-O-C-H, another underscore after that. Also the Lockdown Pistons Twitter account, and check us out on Facebook at Lockdown Pistons dash Matt Shook. Give Brother Brian a follow at Shook 12 and also the Play Michigan Twitter account, Play underscore Michigan. I think I got everything in. Brian, how's it going, man? Not bad. I think you're kind of overselling my knowledge base for several things in that introduction with uh, Top Shot and blockchain. This is stuff I've just kind of started researching and blockchain I've picked up from dozens of different sources, a sentence from each one that I'll try to pair it back to you and have somebody who's more knowledgeable probably drag me on Twitter tomorrow, but yeah, I'll do my best. Yeah, of course, uh, a little bit of ingest with Brian's expert knowledge on it, but certainly he knows more than I do about it. And we're going to kind of uh, comb through this. And again, like Brian said, there's going to be someone on Twitter that we, we're going to trip up two or three times and just just lay off of us. All right. We're, we're a couple of guys that are going to try to turn it into a bite size kind of thing. But if you're following the NBA, if you're following the trading card revolution, if you're following Twitter, if you're following the life of the pandemic where a lot of these things are just kind of taken off, you have certainly heard at least a little bit about Top Shot, which is the big new thing. Our friend of the show, Bill Shea on The Athletic, has a nice article on there that you guys should check out as well. But I guess starting from the top, this is a company called Dapper Labs in Vancouver, British Columbia in Canada, and they have developed a product called NBA Top Shot which is similar to trading cards, except they are digital cards in some lack of a better term to come up with it. And you buy them in packs, except they are NBA moments, NBA highlights that you can basically own a part of. Am I wrong about anything so far, Brian? 
Well, it's not that you're owning a part of the highlight. The one thing I'm kind of unclear, and I tried to do some research here earlier on, is if you own this highlight now, can I use it in production to make, you yeah, know, I, I don't I think, don't so. think, yeah, I don't I think, think it's so. totally separate. Like the NBA still owns the highlights. So no, you right. can't like really do anything with it per se. Right. It is collecting. It is, it is just like you had mentioned the sports card thing, which upon researching, this is a six to $7 billion a year industry annually. And the CEO of this dapper whose name I'm not going to even try oh, to yeah. pronounce yeah. is mm-hmm. he he was talking about he wants to carve out this niche little billion dollar market with the NBA yeah. just a little billion I, dollar just market. a little billion dollar market with the yeah. and and it is as though if a 1952 tops Mickey Mantle got went to a bar and got drunk and ended up smashing Bitcoin is basically <laughs> how you kind of would describe this and. It, I'll it use that. I'm gonna I'm gonna use that this weekend, and we'll see if uh, anyone understands <laughs> what I'm talking out. about. And, and it follows the same type of uh, blockchain technology that a lot of the cryptocurrencies, most famously Bitcoin, uses, which basically eliminates a centralized server for information, which adds a level of security because there isn't a centralized, air, you know thing that hackers or criminals can get into to steal information, copy information. And you had kind of used the term, it's it's the most unregulated thing because there is nobody to regulate it, but it also becomes, you know, the most secure thing because there really isn't anywhere to go to get the information that you'd be able to use in, you know, unscrupulous ways. But so this this website that is kind of run topshot.com, I'm assuming I actually haven't yep. been to it, but they've, they're running into some digital problems because now since the really the start of the new year, people are just flocking to this and it's tenfold. Just people going nuts and hearing about this uh, kind of fun way to do some investments. Some of these highlights are being traded in the marketplace for upwards of $100,000. So we're not talking about nickel and dimes, but I had gone to the website earlier and tried to kind of work my way through it. And there was a message up there that they aren't accepting new accounts right now because of the volume and the digital, the issues that they have been having. But about 15 minutes before we started recording, I gave it another shot and was able to get on the site. So I'm going to go through the process of seeing exactly from the inside what it is. But the collections are most, are usually started by buying packs, which, you know, they, they release Every so often you can get in line for them because they sell out really quickly right now. And there are three levels of packs, a common pack for $9 that you can buy uh, at NBA Top Shot. And in that pack, you'll get nine common moments. And all those have a production of a thousand or more and there's no maximum. So that's why they're commons. There could be tens of thousands of the same collectible, you know, digital highlight that you own than other people can own as well is this is this like a made free throw like a common highlight is that like someone checking into the game like what is a common highlight or is it just like a minor a minor but also kind of significant nba moment yeah i think it, it, from what best i can tell the ones that i saw that fell under commons were not superstar players the one that i saw first was a jj reddick three at the halftime buzzer mm-hmm. so something that didn't you know uh, influence a huge moment in that particular game it wasn't a playoff game it didn't involve lebron james or zion williamson or anything like that so it kind of looks like it goes with the level of player in the highlight the uh, impact on the game the highlight has and this the the 
large largeness of the game that it does impact. So the commons would be mostly like your common cards. You know, you open a pack of 89 hoops, you're going to get John Paxson just as mm-hmm. likely as you're no going to get John Paxson. Yeah, no, no I know as a as loyal Lockdown Pistons Lockdown listener, Pistons. but maybe, and, maybe not anymore. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. I just turned him <laughs> off. But then, you know, the next one is a Michael Jordan you know, hitting the jump shot of the free throw line and not Cleveland out of the playoffs, uh, which would be a more sought after highlight, uh, I would think. So that's, mm-hmm. I think, how the 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 value of the, the highlights are determined by the amount that they're putting into the marketplace. Like they said, the commons are at least a thousand and there is no maximum until what they call they retire a highlight, which I'm assuming is they'll move on to other ones as they happen. The other le- second level of cards are rare cards for $22. You'll get seven of the common moments and one rare moment, which is a maximum production of 999 clips. So at most, if you get one of those, there's only going to be 998 other ones in the world. So those are going to be more valuable and more sought over sought after on the marketplace. And then the top level of packs is the legendary, which sells for $230, six common moments, three rare moments, and then one legendary moment that has a production maximum of 99 clips. And then there, on top of that, there are two levels higher than that, which are 20, uh, a production maximum of 25 clips, and then ones that are a production maximum of one clip that are only available during auctions. So you can't get those ones in packs, but those are going to be the more highest, uh, the most highly sought after ones, I'm assuming. So you figure out a way to get into line and get one of these packs that gets released by topshot.com about every once a week something like that or you can go on and buy from owner of another uh, top shot and get and get that in that way just like cards you can do or you get for the high rollers you get into these auctions which are the big the big highlights so let me back up just 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 yeah. for the idiots out there like me uh so what when I do do I do I have like a, a wallet within the website that when I get the pack these these top shots go into my wallet and it's all through this site is where these things live. So the term wallet you're using in the digital sense comes from Bitcoin because bitcoins get deposited into your Bitcoin mm-hmm. wallet. Yes, you have something like that. I have been searching to exactly find exactly if there's a name that's given to that mm-hmm. right now. It's your collection where you'll be able to store all of these digital highlights. Um, so yeah, that's where you're keeping it. There's going to be no physical thing that you hold or own like a like a card. It mm-hmm. will all be Steph digital. Curry's not going to show up in my house. I don't think I so. <laughs> now, we'll I, see. You know, I don't know what your relationship with Steph Curry is, <laughs> but wouldn't you um, like to know? Yeah, right. But yes, so yes, it would be all digital. It would be kept and stored in your account at Top Shot, and you just continue accumulating these assets, these these uh, highlights. And much like baseball cards of the past, accompanied with the highlights are information about the player, information about the play, kind of like the back of the baseball card, where all the statistics are, and you know facts about the specific player. This is also part of the experience as well. With each digital highlight, there are synopsises of stats, player, what the play meant, when it happened, and and that sort of thing. But it's, you know, everything kind of is moving towards this, you know, digital 21st century. And the sports cards are now making that leap. I've heard low-key the NFL is getting ready to get involved in something like this. 
and I'm sure baseball and hockey aren't going to be far behind. So this is going to be something that is the next iteration or the next generation. This is baseball cards 2.0 right now. And it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, how the mark, how both of these markets react actually. Is this going to pull people from baseball cards? Is this going to just bring people in who aren't involved with baseball cards? Probably a little A, probably a little B. And it's going to be really interesting how the collectibles, the collectible market kind of uh, evolves with this new aspect. Very interesting stuff. Uh, I wonder how much the listeners, the daily listeners of Lockdown Pistons, if they 100% understand what we're saying, or maybe they completely do and I'm totally off, or, you know, it's probably different for different listeners, but I'm interested to hear kind of part two from Brian as he gets yeah. a little bit more knowledge on it and we could talk about specific Pistons plays from the past that might be on there and how they stack up some other kind of uh, ways to get involved. But I want to hear from you guys, by the way, listeners, and let us know if, if Brian did a coherent job of this, if we're wrong and you know more or you knew nothing and now you still know nothing or now you know, you think you're an eight out of 10 on it. I really kind of want to hear from you guys. And if you're interested in it, if you, if you want to hear more uh, about, we got, you know, got the all-star break coming up here. So we've got some, some shows, some, some, some air to fill. I'm interested. I want to hear more about this, but I, but I just kind of want to know from you guys. So reach out to us, let us know. If you want to hear more, if you're already involved, if you've got some top shots, if you've had a good experience, a bad experience, just let us know. You know how to get a hold of us on Twitter, Matt underscore Shook, S-C-H-O-C-H, another underscore for that, B-Shook12, and I'm sure he'll be tweeting about his exploits on top shot going forward. I'm Again, interesting stuff, and uh, hopefully everyone doesn't lose their shirts, or hopefully everyone doesn't get really rich and I miss out on it, just like Bitcoin and like everything else that's happened over these past several years. But anyway, uh, talking basketball coming up next, Sacramento Kings and New York Knicks. That's coming up next here on the Lockdown Pistons podcast. But first, Brother Brian here getting you ready for tonight's game against Sacramento. And bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. And the Pistons return home tonight and are one and a half point underdogs at home against the Sacramento Kings. Simple fact here is, the Pistons have not covered a line that low yet this year. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Yes! Today on the Locked On Today podcast is the relationship broken between Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. Deshaun Watson out there on the trade block. Russell Wilson out there on the trade block. Just a wild offseason for quarterbacks. Of course, we know all about that here in Detroit as well. Brother Brian joining us on Fridays with Brian, as he always does. I'm your host, Matt Shook, talking about the Pistons this weekend as we're ramrodding toward the All-Star break and the Sacramento Kings are in town and the New York Knicks in town on Sunday. And that is a 8 p.m. start, so a little bit later mm-hmm. on both of these than usual. So get your nap in during the day. And uh, Sacramento, a team a few weeks ago that looked like they were turning a corner as an organization. I know I think NBA fans, especially Eastern Conference fans, you're always kind of sort of rooting for the Kings because it's such a sad, sad franchise. But uh, hard times these last few weeks for the Kings. 
Yeah, the Sacramento Kings historically have been in the NBA's lottery more than any other team, I found out over this offseason when we were talking about some stuff. So they've been in you know, a, a, a few generations of turmoil here, uh, except for a glimmer of success there with the Chris Webber guys in the early 2000s. But right now they are on a nine-game losing streak coming into Detroit. Most recently, last night, losing to the Knicks 140-121, to 121, just not a good wow. showing. Yeah, just... They are led by the newly rich off to this offseason signed his extension, De'Aaron Fox, who's averaging over 22 points a game and eight and over seven assists. Uh, he's the focal point. He runs the offense. But, you know, if they were looking for him to make a big jump forward this year with the new contract, I don't know that it's been there yet for him. Kind of on the, the Jeremy Grant border of is he a snub or is he just a guy who didn't make the all-star team, but uh, obviously putting up big numbers, career highs, in his uh, 22 points per game, seven assists as well. But the shot just hasn't really turned that corner. And again, a, a little bit Orlando Magic-esque in that you go down the list, some pretty nice pieces on the Sacramento King. Obviously, the Western Conference hurts them in some regard. It's the Superior Conference, as always. But you just kind of wonder, like, where are you going if you're the Sacramento Kings? And, and again, the NBA, there's just a lot of talent. And it's tough to be a winning team unless you maybe get one of these super duper stars and they don't have one of those right and and you said the names are impressive team you know got names that pop up every so often even if you're just a, a pistons fan and kind of keep only one eye on the rest of the nba names like harrison barnes buddy healed marvin bagley and rashawn holmes all average over double digits and holmes is also grabbing eight rebounds a game as well and another guy another piece they have that we know well here in detroit is tyrese halliburton uh the rookie point guard who uh, Detroit chose Killian Hayes over and he slipped down to uh, Sacramento, but he's averaging 13 points a game and five assists and him and LaMelo Ball seem to be kind of neck and neck for that rookie of the year award right now, uh, but he's been playing well for Sacramento. But Sacramento all the way down to 12 and 20 after the loss to the Knicks. And obviously that's going to hurt your your cases for individual awards and all-star appearances and rookie of the year and all that stuff. Buddy Heald's got the big contract he signed last year. You're always kind of hearing about him on the trade block. So maybe he's a guy that could shake up things a little bit. Bagley, he's, he's not a bad player, but he's not Luka Doncic. So that's going to be the thing that he wears around his neck for his entire career. Barnes having a pretty good season. Rashawn Holmes was a big revelation for the Kings last year, but uh, again, not a super impactful player there. So some nice pieces, but nothing to get all that excited about for the Sacramento Kings kind of as usual, but a, a team that we're always kind of rooting for uh, to, to, to get things going as you don't want to see teams like this struggle too much. But uh, of course, they're going to be looking to snap that long nine game losing streak tonight in Detroit against the Pistons. And then a team that's, I don't know, on the rise, I guess, 16 and 17 right now coming in town on Sunday. Yeah, the New York Knicks, the return of Derrick Rose, who had his first start in that 140 to 121 victory over Sacramento last night. Uh, he's working into a starting role there. They are led by Julius Randle, the all-star, who's averaging over 23 points a game and almost 11 rebounds in a season that, you know, they probably didn't expect this type of production out of him, but it's being rewarded. He's going to be in Atlanta in March. Yeah, and Reggie Bullock coming back to play his old team as well. Julius Randle, the all-star, 21-14 and 14 on Thursday night for the Knicks, edged out Jeremy Grant, so maybe a little bit of a chip on his shoulder for the Pistons forward there. R.J. Barrett is an exciting young player. Nerlens mm -hmm. Noel starting at center for them right now. Idiots like me thought that they maybe should have thought 
about getting a Nerlens Noel type this offseason at a minimum type of contract as a as opposed to the Mason Plumley deal. So we'll see how that matchup ends up on Sunday. Not that one game's a huge deal, but always fun to watch. Obi Toppin sounds like he's been a bit of a disappointment mm-hmm. this season as a rookie for the New York Knicks coming off the bench. Kevin Knox was basically out of the rotation alongside Dennis Smith Jr. before the trade to the Pistons there. Same with Frankie Nilakina, although he is playing a little bit more Lately, Emmanuel quickly, late first round pick out of Kentucky, yeah. has been a revelation for them. 25 points on Thursday and was really uh, kind of uh, kept Dennis Smith out of the rotation for the Knicks and uh, made that uh, Pistons point guard very expendable. Yeah, and he's averaging almost 12 points a game. So when they took Obi Toppin, uh, closer to the top of the draft than they did Emmanuel quickly. They probably thought that it will be top and would have more of an impact. And early on, it looked like that. Uh, certainly when the Pistons played him in the preseason, Obi Toppin looked like he was on a trajectory to have a good rookie year. And also he was one of the odds on favorites to win rookie of the year uh, before the season started, but that talk simply just fizzled away. And Emmanuel quickly has been, Definitely the better of the two first-round picks so far for the uh, New York Knicks. Also, Alec Burks is averaging 11 points uh, for the team as well. Yeah, you got to give Tom Thibodeau credit in his first year as coaching the Knicks that they are winning. I mean, that's what you hire coaches for is to win games on the court, but it's also like, where are you going, right? If you're the Knicks, like, where are you going right now? It's the eternal NBA question. Pistons fans know all about it. Are you building? Are you rebuilding? Are you tanking? I mean, I know that the old school fans are probably sick of this kind of line of conversation, but that's just what it is when you don't have LeBron, when you don't have Kevin Durant, you just kind of got to figure out your way forward. And Thibodeau, like I said, Chicago, Minnesota, the New York Knicks, you, he will reliably win you five to seven more games than maybe you expect or maybe you deserve in the regular season with your roster, but to what end, right? I mean, we don't have the long playoff runs for his team, maybe a Chicago conference finals uh, notwithstanding, but just kind of, you know, just a solid coach, going to play more defense than you might expect of, a, of your roster. But, uh, you know, you got guys like Kevin Knox out of the rotation. Obi Toppin's not developing like you want him to. Taj Gibson is on this team for some reason. Frank Nittalakina. You know, it's just like Derrick Rose. You could kind of make the same argument that, like, yeah, we all like Derrick Rose. And as Pistons fans, we appreciate his year and a half that he had here in Detroit. But it's like, what's the point? Like, why why do you trade for him if you're the Knicks? Is he the difference between getting to the conference finals this year? You know, that's not going to happen. So it's just kind of a strange team, but that's – life in James Dolan land. Right. And Leon Rose is running the show and, and uh, Mav Carter's kind of involved too. So I think it, it's, it's a better situation than before for the Knicks, but it's still the Knicks. They still got a lot of uh, personalities and egos and uh, it's, it's fun. You know, there's a lot going on, but uh, we'll see it up close and personal on Sunday, a team that's uh, looking to get back to 500 with a couple of yeah. wins this weekend. Yeah, and like you mentioned, both games in this two-game homestand are at 8 o'clock. Both are on Fox Sports Detroit. Tonight's game against the Kings will be on 97.1 The Ticket, and Sunday's game will be on 9.50 a.m. WWJ for our radio listeners out Pistons, there. Pistons dropped four out of five in their trip this past couple days, and we'll see what they're able to do with two games at home, certainly both winnable games with the Sacramento Kings and New York Knicks 
this weekend, but also this weekend, some college basketball. It's it's time. If you haven't gotten into college hoops yet, not only for NBA draft purposes, but if you live in the great state of Michigan, you got to be watching the maize and blue. And oh, by the way, back from the dead, the green and the white as well. And we're going to talk about another college game that's coming up next year on the Lockdown Pistons podcast, which is a proud member of the Lockdown Network, your team every day. Check out Locked On NBA. Join Anthony Irwin of Locked On Lakers and Adam Mares of Locked On Nuggets for a wrap-up of the biggest stories around the league. Anthony and Adam bring you game recaps, weekend previews, and a weekly NBA power ranking that you can't miss. Subscribe to the Locked On NBA podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Locked On Pistons podcast. I am Matt Shook. He is Brother Brian. Talking, as we do every Friday, about the biggest college game to watch from an NBA draft prospect perspective as it's almost that time. I mean, the, the opportunities for these college prospects to catch Troy Weaver's eye, and you know he's watching, is uh, is dwindling as we've only got a few weeks of college basketball left. Yeah, tournaments are knocking on the door. Got conference tournaments here that you just kind of mentioned that one's just getting underway, and you're going to have probably next week a bunch more starting, and then we're going to walk into the big dance. So, How about just the a couple D Titans with the big win over Robert Morris on Thursday in the first round of the Horizon League. Fifth seed, Mike Davis's team, Antoine Davis. Can't say enough. I see you, Antoine Davis. Keep doing it, young fella. Well, speaking of some college prospects, going to go deep in the heart of Texas this weekend as the Texas Longhorns travel to Lubbock, Texas, to take on the Texas Tech Raiders uh, at noon on Saturday. And it's going to involve three guys who are, you know, more in the background of, you know, back end of the lottery, back half of the first round. Uh, but again, as active as we know, Troy Weaver has, has been in his first uh, draft that acquiring more later picks is certainly not uh, a out of character for him. So be nice to get to know these guys. Pair of forwards at Texas, two big guys. You've got Kai Jones, who's a sophomore, six foot 11, 218 pounds. And then you've got Greg Brown, a six foot nine, 205 pound freshman. And these two wreak havoc. They're, you know, double trouble here. Greg Brown averages almost 11 points a game and is grabbing seven rebounds. Like Kai Jones, He's averaging 8.2, uh, but just a big body, good footwork down low, and does a lot for Shaka Smart and the uh, uh, Texas Longhorns. Yeah, and if you want any – again, we, we talk about these great matchups and these players that are going to go up against other NBA draft prospects, but how about players like in Texas that have got, up against, got to go up against a Chris Beard team? Uh, ask Michigan and Michigan State fans from that tournament run where Texas Tech went to the finals with Jarrett Culver about the defense that Chris Beard will throw out there. Ask uh, Iggy Brasdakis. Ask all those guys about what that defense of Texas Tech can do and what Chris Beard's teams bring night in and night out. And, and Texas, those players, Jones and Brown, will be getting quite a test on Saturday. Yes, they will. And the Texas Tech team is highlighted by a sophomore shooting guard, six foot six inch, 210 pound Terrence Shannon Jr. Uh, he's averaging almost 13 points a game. Uh, again, we talk about this with a lot of young guards in college. He's shooting under just under 30% from three, but that free throw percentage is hovering right around 80%, just below that. So there is some shooting touch there that hopefully can develop uh, big shooting guards. You love the size uh, and he can get to the rim. So again, this will be a good matchup at noon on Saturday on CBS uh, to check out a couple of guys that, you know, near the back end of the first round, you can uh, get an early glimpse at. 
And you, you know, talking about Terrence Shannon, that's six foot six. There are so many guys in this draft that are between six four and six eight. You got, you know, Evan Mobley and, and Suggs are kind of the outliers as a as guys that are bigger or smaller than that group. But you know, Cade Cunningham, Kaminga, Green, Scotty Barnes, Book Knight, you know, Moody, Zaire Williams, guys that we've talked about on the show over and over again. And where does you know get get your look at Terrence Shannon, see what you think about him. It seems like the three-point shot needs to come. That's a weakness for him right now. Um, and uh, really the ball handling and distribution are not great. But, but a guy who's, again, it seems like uh, seems like a little bit like Jarrett Culver in both of those regards and that not a great playmaker, not a great shooter, but a, but a winning type of player uh, out of Chicago, out of Lincoln Park High School. So what do you think about Terrence Shannon's got a little bit of a Pistons DNA, if, if you want me to throw out the term a little bit there. But uh, yeah, I mean, just, just see where he stacks up because we know, yeah, it's, it's looking like this top five is settling a little bit in terms of the tiers, but. I, from what I can tell, and, and I want to give a plug to the Chad Ford Big Board podcast I listened to with David Locke that they did this week where they broke down that top five. I think after that group, I mean, Jalen Johnson, Scotty Barnes, James Booknight could be in that six to ten type of group. But these guys that are listed at like 20 or so, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility for a Terrence Shannon type to move all the way up to the top ten. There's just a lot of time from now until the NBA draft. Well, and we saw that with Isaiah Stewart and, and Troy Weaver's uh, ability to look at somebody maybe who isn't projected to go as high as they are. Isaiah Stewart was probably more in the 20s or the back end of the first round, and he didn't hesitate to a trade for a pick that he then, most people thought on draft night, reached for a player. And I think we all like how that's turned out so far. So, again, these guys, just because Tankathon or, you know, Chris Ford's big board have them ranked in the 20s doesn't mean that that's the same that Troy Weaver has them ranked. Yeah, absolutely. This is a, an aggressive GM who's known to pick six swings. And, yes, we expect the Pistons to be picking in the top 10, certainly, and that these guys in the 20s, as we sit here right now, might not be super relevant, but we saw what happened last year when Troy Weaver – notices guys that he thinks can be Detroit Pistons type of players and uh, finds a way to get those guys on the roster. But that'll do it for us here on the Locked on Pistons podcast for the week and for the month of February as well. We'll be back to you guys in March, March Madness coming up. We'll be talking a lot about college basketball prospects to watch in the conference tournament and the big dance. Brother Brian, we're going to throw some trade proposals at him for some things that Troy Weaver might consider up until the March 25th deadline and, of course, Pistons basketball for the next week or so before a week off starting on Thursday till the following Thursday after that. But that wraps up this additional Locked on Pistons. I'm your host, Matt Shook. He is Brother Brian. Now, tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on Spartans. Will and Matt are going to be fired up about that win over the Buckeyes. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you guys on Monday. Go Blue.